Russia. Russia. Russland. Russia. Privet and hello to the Why Russia podcast. In this podcast, we ask foreigners who live in Russia why they live in Russia. Today, we have the honor to speak with Mr. Hunter Kaybot. He's also known as Ochotnik in Russian. Hunter is Ochotnik. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That... And uh, yeah, Hunter, maybe with the first question, how did you end up in Moscow? First thing I want to just say, it's it's a pleasure to be on with you. I think it's a really exciting podcast, really exciting project you have right here. Yeah, so the story of how I ended up in Moscow is a long story, but I'll give you guys the short version, essentially. So when I started university way back in the day in 2012, I was going to study politics. And with politics in the United States, you have to choose a foreign language to study. And my freshman year of university, I was also dating this Ukrainian girl named Ina. And she just begged me. She was like, oh, Hunter, please study Russian. It means so much to me. Uh, she didn't really actually have a Russian accent because she like grew up in the United States. So I'm a little bit exaggerating in that respect. But uh, yeah, so she she begged me. She was like, Hunter, study Russian. It would be so cool. I, I really would really love that for you. And I was like, ah, yeah, I don't know about that. Spanish is a lot more popular right now in the United States. And I want to go into politics. She's like, Hunter, listen to me. I'm ready to do all your homework for you if you will study Russian. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess I don't have a choice. Let's deal. Let's make a deal right here, right now. And yeah, I started studying Russian and it really just started opening up a lot of doors for me. After about a year studying Russian, I got my first internship, international internship. I went to Uzbekistan, worked in a consulting company there. I got to use Russian, got to really harnessed my skills in Russian and uh, came back to the United States, finished my degree in politics and essentially with a minor in Russian. And at that point, I realized man, I love this language. <laughs> I love the opportunities it gives me. I really want to get to a level that I can really use this as a weapon in my toolkit, so to speak, in my arsenal. And so I started thinking about a master's program, went online, did some search and found out that uh, Russia has this scholarship program for international students. It's basically a, a countrywide competition. You essentially write an essay, you put in an application. And if you're among the selected, it's somewhere around like a, a thousand uh, international students are selected. You get a full ride scholarship. You can choose whatever university you want to. And I ended up, I won the scholarship. I remember it was July 14th, 2016, when I found out that I won the scholarship and was obviously ecstatic. I thought this was going to be a great opportunity, a great adventure. I chose to study at St. Petersburg State University uh, in St. Petersburg, the Graduate School of Management. Chose that specifically because I, at that point in my time in my life, I decided I wanted to shift more towards a business route in my career, not so much a, a, as heavily involved in politics. And St. Petersburg State University had this uh, reputation for being the top business school in Russia. It's also the place where uh, Vladimir Vladimirovich graduated from, uh, well, Dmitry Med graduated from there. And my favorite political philosopher, Ayn Rand, she also <laughs> actually graduated from St. Petersburg State. I went to university, got my master's up in St. Petersburg. And then when I graduated, I immediately started working with Russian startups. And just the natural trend is everybody moves to Moscow at some point, And I followed the same destiny in that respect. Yeah, it's very interesting. You lived in the two capitals. You lived in St. Petersburg and in Moscow. So maybe the next question is a bit controversial. Which city is better? What do you like about St. Petersburg? What do you like about Moscow? And then if you have to choose one of the two cities and you cannot oh, say, man. oh, I like both of them, but you have to choose <laughs> one, right? Which one you choose? Oh man, you are going to get me in a lot of trouble today. That's the that's funny thing about St. Petersburg and Moscow is there's somewhat a little bit of this kind of rivalry between the two cities. I remember when I was living in St. Petersburg and I was telling my St. Petersburg friends, yeah, I'm thinking actually about moving to Moscow. And they're like, 
Oh no, Hunter, you're not going to like Moscow. I tell you, you're not going to like it. It's too big. It's not peaceful. It's not. It's not loving cultural city like Saint <laughs> Petersburg. And I was like, ah, yeah, I don't know. And they were like, oh no, the Saint Petersburg is by far the best. And then when you go to Moscow, people were like, yeah, Moscow's the best place in the world. It's like the fastest growing city in Russia. There's you can do everything here. Everything you want. It's amazing. And so there's yeah, there's this little rivalry. So I know I'm going to get in trouble with my answer. I'm kind of the person. I love Saint Petersburg. I love Moscow. St. Petersburg's got that, 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 like I said, that cultural element. There's a really distinct beauty to the city, and it's nice and slower paced in, in terms of the lifestyle there. Me, personally speaking, I'm such an active person. Like I'm constantly wanting to go out, meet people, network, go to different events, and, and so forth, and live a faster-paced lifestyle, life in the fast lane, so to speak. So Moscow, in that respect, fits <laughs> all those requirements. And Moscow is a place where every day of the week you can find something to do. There's business opportunities, there's networking, there's big events, sporting events, anything you can think of essentially. Um, and so yeah, in that respect, I'm definitely pro-Moscow. If you're from Moscow and you go to other regions of Russia, like life fields, it's slower. It's slowing down immediately. Even when I was in St. Petersburg some months ago, I could really feel it in the metro, like the people are more chill. I would say even they are more friendly to some extent uh, than in Moscow, because in Moscow, everybody's focused on a new business opportunity and so on. Very interesting answer there. I remember, I think I read somewhere in your bio, it, it was maybe on Twitter, maybe it was on Instagram. There was written something like, Ruskaya Mitschta. Something like that. This is a phrase that I really have in mind when I think about Hunter. And maybe you can explain a little bit. What do you mean by this phrase, Ruskaya Mitschta? It's obviously inspired by the American dream. So how yeah. does the American dream compare to the Ruskaya Mitschta? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. So I started thinking about this concept and developing this concept for myself. Back around 2016, when I just moved to Russia, there was a song that actually initiated this idea. So there's a, a song named Novaya Ruske Mechtarts by uh, Timothy and, and Mott. And it's like a cheesy song to some degree. It's more of a song about, I don't know, achieving a love story and developing together with your partner, and so to speak, and reaching your dream. And, but anyways, I heard that song initially and I started thinking like, oh man, obviously I have this, I have 20 plus years of being indoctrinated with the, the American dream and having this idea that America is a place to, to grow, to develop and realize your goals. But I started thinking about my, myself and I realized very quickly once moving to Russia that Russia is really kind of the place for me. I feel super happy here and that I have goals, aims and, and things that I want to achieve here. And so I really started reconstructing that. What would the Russian dream look like for me? To me, a Russian dream is beyond materialism. It's not, for me, it's not just becoming rich. It's not just having a home and a lawn and a dog and having a nice cars to, to show off, which is to some degree become the American dream. For me, it's a combination of two things. It's, it's developing a strong family life, but also a strong career life and reaching those goals simultaneously, doing them at the same time. And yeah, for me, I think that's what it looks like. It's having a loving, happy family, developing that, having those family values, being an important driving force in my life, but then also having big dreams and aspirations in my career and doing that. So, yeah. Yeah, always when I have American guests on the show, I always ask them if they also see the parallels between the US and Russia, because for me, I was oftentimes in the US and I also traveled all around Europe and I always felt like Russia and the US, they have a lot of similarities because I believe they're both big countries. It's like this man against nature component that you have in daily life and so on. Like they love the fast food chains more than the Europeans and so on. So maybe you can tell us 
am I wrong in this? Or do you also see like some similarities between the US and Russia? And what are those similarities and what are the differences? Yeah, no, I've, I've been a long time opponent. I really believe that the United States and Russia, despite all the historical animosity towards one another, I really think we're destined to be friends. And I think we're, we have these, like I said, these similarities and these parallels with, between our cultures that I, I think that there's no reason why we shouldn't be friends. There's no reason why we shouldn't work together to, to solve world problems and to make the world a better place. But yeah, so in terms of parallels, I think that, for example, hardworking, that hardworking mentality, it's something uh, very ingrained in, in America. And I think it's very ingrained here in Russia is having a hard work ethic and taking responsibility for, for your life, for your family, for your actions and so forth. I think those are two really big present values in both of our cultures. And yeah, I, that's one thing that's really stood out to me, obviously. But Beyond that, in parallels, I think Russians and Americans, they're both good people. We're, we're both both very friendly. Both obviously Americans are a little bit more open if we're going to talk about differences. <laughs> Americans are right off the bat. Let's be friends. Let's shake hands. Let's be friends, so forth and so on. Obviously, Russians are a little bit more, a little bit slower in the, in the development of a friendship. But it obviously, it means so much more in the Russian context. But yeah, besides that, I think, I guess, in, in terms of differences, there's also a little bit of difference in, in mentality in the respect that Americans are some of the most optimistic people in the world. And we have this culture of, of optimism. Like, for example, in America, when you ask somebody how you're doing, you never expect them to give you an honest answer. You never <laughs> expect them to be like, honestly, this week was terrible. I broke my leg and then everything went bad. Like, Americans, we don't. I'll talk like that. We always say good. We always frame our lives in a positive respect. And so, yeah, there's just a, this culture of optimism in the United States. In Russia, we have a culture of realism, of being realistic, of being honest, of being straightforward. So when you ask that question, someone's going to give you an honest answer if they think that you are honestly interested in their life. And yeah, it's even funny. I remember in my first month of coming to Russia, you go to the grocery store, for example, in the United States, and you have a person who works at the cash register. And when you get in line and you're at the cash register, it's a typical conversation to be like, no, hey, how's it going? How are you doing today? That type of thing. You ask that to them and they ask that to you and so forth and so on. I remember my first week I came here to Russia and I was in a, I guess it was a Dixie or I don't know, a Berekrostok. <laughs> and I was buying some like, probably I was probably buying Coke Zero, because that's that's my favorite drink, and I buy it every single day. But I was in the line, and I, I said, no, no, and the lady just looked up at me, and she was so, she was in a, confused, like amazed, like, why were, why are you asking me this? And she's like, and uh, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of things like that. There's a, a more, like I said, a more culture of realism and a more culture of, I'm not going to ask a question, I'm not going to say something unless I'm genuinely interested and genuinely this comes from the heart. Yeah, and I think there, in Actually, both of those cultures, both of those mindsets have their positives and negatives. And I think, as we say, sometimes the best things in life are combining those extremes into some middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. As an American in Moscow, um, do you have a completely different lifestyle than you would have in America? Or can you incorporate many American features of daily life in America into the Russian daily life? For example, I know you're a big American football fan, and I believe you can also play yeah. American football in Russia. What about the fast food? Because in Germany, we only have McDonald's and Burger King and KFC, basically. Yeah. But you know that in, in Russia, they have much more American fast food than we have in Germany, even like more chains yeah. and so on. So why is that? Is this another parallel? And how does your daily routine differ from your daily routine in the U.S.? 
fast food obviously <laughs> is a big part of the American lifestyle. So yeah, obviously in America, there's so much more variety in terms of food and fast food specifically. For example, one of the my favorite restaurants that I don't really get to that doesn't exist here in Russia is Taco Bell, basically Mexican-American food. But yeah, I would say in that respect, like culturally, and I guess my food consumption here in Russia, I typically eat at a restaurant or fast food chain, almost not fast food chain, but generally in a restaurant, a food establishment each and every day, which is similar to my lifestyle. And back in the United States is constantly eating out, not necessarily cooking at home. Yeah. So I think in in that respect, it's pretty similar. In in terms of sports, there's two major sports that I like very into. It's American football and, and pickleball. And I don't know if you guys know what pickleball is. It's a newer sport, but pickleball, it's like tennis, but it's on a smaller court and you play with a ball that has some holes in it. It's a little bit faster paced. I always like to say to my Russian friends that let the sport kruchi i luchichem tennis. But anyways, yeah, in, in the United States, like in terms of pickleball, you can play it every single day. You just go out to a park, pretty much every somewhat Mid-sized city has several pickleball courts and you go out there and there's people waiting, people looking to play, you play for free. And uh, it's just a cool community environment. Uh, Here in Russia, that sport obviously is just like in its infant stages of development. But believe it or not, like when I was coming back to Russia back in December, I was I was worrying. I was like, man, I really want to keep playing pickleball. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find people. Within the first week, I found a, like a, a group, a community of pickleball players and been playing that on a weekly basis. We would basically rent out a gym and we got three courts there that we play on and it's, yeah, it's cool. American football, just this weekend, I'll be playing in the Fire Bowl, the Fire Bowl, which is this flag football tournament essentially and so there's actually two big leagues there's a flag football league here in russia and there's an actual american football league where it's tackle helmets shoulder pads all that sort of stuff and i played four seasons in the the tackle the real american football league it's called the eastern european super league uh won two national championships with the moscow spartans and was named two times all team first team all russian and so yeah it's really cool to have had those opportunities to to play in our league there was other americans and there still are americans who have come over here to to russia and are playing on various football teams here in russia moscow and st petersburg in particular but and yeah there's so the Flag Football League, which is also a, a year-round tournament, essentially, with somewhat about 14 teams that I can play. I think this is a more a more reality of globalism to some degree, is that no matter where you go, you can typically actually find the kind of people that you're looking for, the kind of interests, the kind of hobbies, and Russia is no exception to that rule. Now, with the difficult geopolitical situation, Russia, for example, they declared Germany an unfriendly country. And I believe the U.S., of course, is also declared an unfriendly country. Do you feel this in your daily life in Russia? And how do Russians typically view Americans? Yeah, so I will say that on a personal level, absolutely, I don't feel that whatsoever. I think that what's cool, really cool in Russia is that I'm judged by my character by who I am as a person, not by my origin or not by, oh, he's an American. Oh, that's bad. Now, obviously, R- Russians have a rich appreciation for American culture. They consume our, our movies, our music. And so like when you get in a taxi here in Russia, 95% of the time, you're going to hear some English music or just this past weekend, it was 50 Cent. We were in the, the taxi for 15 minutes and went through 50 Cent's greatest hits. I think there there's also, like I said, there's this appreciation and I think there's just this great interest. So when Russians meet Americans, it's always, a, for me, it's always been a very pleasant, friendly experience, very interested in, in me and what brought me to Russia and 
yeah, I've just had nothing but positive experiences since being here, which I know is a little bit counterintuitive because, like you said, there's this political tension between our countries. If you're watching the news in the United States, they're obviously always portraying Russia as, as the, the the big bad wolf, the big bad guy, and talking as if Russia is this dystopia, so to speak. And of course, that's it's not true. It's absolutely not true. Russia is a great place to live. There's beautiful, amazing people here, super friendly going to go the extra mile to, to to take care of you, to show you hospitality and so forth. But uh, yeah, what was the second part of that question? I know I got a little um, lost. The a second bit. part of the question was, yeah, basically about your personal interactions and in daily life with Russians. If it's ever a topic that you're from America, if you don't, if you get any like negative feedback, but I, from my side can say that I basically don't get any negative feedback for being a German. So I expect yeah. uh, that is for you probably the same. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the the only thing that I feel or I see is just a little bit challenging is more the legal parameters. For example, I wanted to, a couple months ago, I wanted to open up a bank account with Refizen and I wanted to open up basically a, cat, a, a dollar account. And so that I could essentially move money. Refizen is one of the, the only banks that's still connected to SWIFT here in Russia. And so my idea was that I really just wanted to use that to, to transfer money here and uh, anyway, uh, they were like, here's the deal. You're by the law, you're from an unfriendly country, so we can't uh, we can't open this for you. And it was a, a conversation to, to that degree, which, I mean, I, the employee at the bank had nothing against me. It was just like they were just going by the book, and so to speak. And yeah, there are some negative features in that respect. For example, there was also a new law that was passed in 2022 that foreigners from the unfriendly countries cannot purchase real estate and so forth. And yeah, someone who works in real estate and wants to purchase an apartment here in Moscow, that's obviously uncomfortable for me. That's that's a, exactly an ideal situation. But beyond that, like I said, I think personal relationships transcend political disagreements and political circumstances. Yeah, I am. If you ask me like how I feel here in Moscow, I feel absolutely happy, absolutely surrounded by great people. When talking with foreigners who live in Russia, there are two types of people, I would say, generally speaking, the ones who can speak Russian and the ones who cannot speak Russian. And you are one of those who really mastered in some degree the Russian language or you have really like a huge interest. You make stories in the social media accounts in Russian and so on. How did you do it? Yeah. How did you learn the language? What kind of recommendations, what kind of tips do you have for the listeners? Oh man, at the Bilovichin Sloj. Now, let me just say it was very difficult. I started, like I said, I started Russian in 2012. And so now, man, it's almost been essentially 11 years since I started learning Russian. And it was a long process. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people get, um, I don't know, they get a little bit disenchanted with when they start a language. They think that, oh, you can learn this in two years. But the reality is, like, language is a, almost a life learning process. And if you want to really get to a level of extreme efficiency in a particular language, it's going to take daily practice. It's going to take a daily effort to learn new words, to go out of your comfort zone, to use that vocabulary. For me, it's, it, it's been a long journey. I've read a lot of Russian books to increase my language. I've listened to Russian podcasts. For example, there's this great Russian podcast I recommend it to all of your listeners. It's called Learning Russian with Max. And it's a little bit more advanced Russian, but it essentially goes over topics and, and speaks uh, a slower pace and you know, describes every word that he's he brings up using other Russian words. It's a very good format in that respect. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, I think it came down to, especially the where that I saw the biggest growth was when I came 
from the United States. In the United States, I was like at the top of my class and my Russian class of like 10 people. There was like 10 people in my Russian class. So not a not huge competition. And so I thought, oh man, my Russian's really good. When I got to Russia, I was like, oh man, my Russian's not that great. <laughs> and what I, I was studying at a university where my program was actually in English and all my classmates wanted to speak English with me. And I just got to a point, I was like, man, if I really want to learn this, I just, I need to force myself to speak Russian in these, in these conversations and contexts with other Russian speakers. You know, Anytime someone, I was speaking to a Russian speaker, I would just answer in Russian, just answer in Russian, just answer in Russian, even if it was hard for me. And after time, obviously that paid off and uh, I am where I am today. And I still have a long way to go. I have set this goal for me in Russian language that I want to be freely speaking my mind on Russian TV in the future and being able to express complex ideas in Russian. And I, I think to some degree I can do that right now, but not to the level that I would like. You think yeah. generally it's possible for a Westerner to speak perfect Russian? Because, for example, I mean, I speak English like all my life, basically, since like I'm, I don't know, like five years, six, seven years old, something like that. And still everybody can immediately hear the accent. So do you think yeah. it's possible for a foreigner to master the Russian language completely and also sound like a Russian or is it impossible? I think it's a totally possible. And I have there, I have two examples in mind. So there's this guy named Michael Baum, who is an American and he's, I don't know if he's still on the political scene, but he was essentially a political commentator for many years here in Russia, speaking on Getaway Canal, first channel, talking about obviously the political situations and he would typically represent the American point of view. And his Russian was extremely great, not a strong accent whatsoever. But then there's also the other example of uh, Vladimir Posner. Yeah, many of your listeners might be familiar with Vladimir Posner, who's also a, kind of a big a public figure who Russian, even though he came from a Russian heritage, Russian wasn't his first language. He didn't start learning Russian until he was in his 20s. And look at the way he speaks now. It's amazing. There's no indication that Russian was not his native language. And yeah, it's totally possible. It's just, it comes down to responsibility, taking responsibility for yourself and your language and putting a strong emphasis and value on it. That's again, the American optimism. And with Posner, it's very interesting <laughs> because Posner, I think he doesn't only speak Russian and English. He also speaks pretty perfectly French, if I understand it correctly. So this is a um, yeah. like, total genius, this guy. So let's come to the last question already. Maybe some listeners, they also want to visit Russia or maybe they want to move to Russia. They are maybe Americans. I don't know. What kind of advice would you give them before coming to Russia? My first thing would be to, first off, have an idea, have a plan of what you're going to do and what's, yeah, what you're going to do here, essentially. I think a, a lot of people, especially when we talk about traveling overseas, it's thinking a little mystically about it and fantasizing. I think if you're going to be happy and if you're going to essentially establish yourself, you got to know exactly what you're going to do, what you're going to do, and that way you're going to find your place. I feel for me personally, I, from the moment that I stepped foot in Russia, I had an idea of kind of what I wanted to do here. What was my trajectory? What did I want to be and develop? Who did I want to become? And uh, I think it, it just talking about kind of the most optimal result for moving, go ahead and have that in mind. Kind of go ahead and have those kind of conversations with yourself to just kind of really figure out deep, deep inside what you want to do. And that's the other thing in, in Russia. I like to say that it's a land of opportunities. There's a lot of different things you can do. I have friends here who are, are working in business. I have friends who are working in acting and, and entertainment and friends who are doing something adjacent to politics and international relations. And really, there's a place for everyone here in Russia. Just, just know which, which place you want to take and, and come over seek out the opportunities. And when you get here, network, make friends, go out, talk to people. You'll be glad you did. Ante, thank you very much for your time. And you mentioned something that was very interesting. You mentioned 
Taco Bell, that there's no Taco Bell in Russia. So maybe, in my opinion, it takes some Americans who open something like that, like an X-Max food chain or something like that, because I'm also missing it. I think there's huge opportunity for something like that to be opened in Russia. So maybe um, you mentioned many opportunities. Maybe this is one opportunity to bring some of the best stuff from the US and establish it also in Russia. I think there is a, lo a long way to go still. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. And uh, maybe in the future, we can again talk about life in Russia as a foreigner, as an American. Let's do it. My pleasure, Thomas. I'll talk to you later, okay? After listening to the conversation so far, maybe now you're interested in moving to Russia. Or maybe you even have some questions regarding a visa for the Russian Federation. If this is the case, I can wholeheartedly recommend the team of movingtorussia.ru. They have answers regarding all the matters of relocating to Russia. To remind you once again, it is called movingtorussia.ru.